Did you push record? No. Okay. Does that mean yes? No. Okay. Well, we're ready to start if you're ready. To okay. Okay. Reno's not. Rebel. Okay. I'm good. Are you good? Okay. Ready? Yeah. Is everybody yeah? ready? Go ahead. Okay. All right. You're already recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. great. Okay. Well, okay. So this is Six Degrees of Rumination with Nina Boyd. Reno Gorman. And our producer. Mike Boyd. Yeah. All right. So today we've got lots of crazy articles here and we realize that they all relate to each other. Lots of them are about light and the brain and space and technology and they're all... They all have to do with the same area. Yep, we're gonna tie it all together. That's right. Yep, we're gonna do it. That's what we do. Okay. Go ahead and read. This oh, one. all right. Yeah. yeah. So the first one that we're gonna talk about is how light affects your brain, even if you're blind. This article is called "Study with Totally Blind People Shows How Light Helps Activate the Brain." So. Normally, light helps you out when you're learning. Um, when you can see, it's easier to study with the lights on and things like that. It's harder to focus at night. Um, it's kind of hard to study with the lights off. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I do it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But titanium arm, I can <laughs> pull something off. Getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it says, light stimulates brain activity during a cognitive task, even in some people who are totally blind. And this study was done by researchers at the University of Montreal. And Boston's Brigham and Women's Hospital. Hmm. Anyway, um, so what happened was they took these subjects who were blind and the researchers flashed some lights at them. and Blue lights. Blue lights. That's important. Right. Did you want to read this? No, no, no. Go I ahead. Like, Just to make sure like, everyone knows that it's okay. not orange lights, it's not infrared. Like, do you don't need some synesthete telling me how to run the show? <laughs> blue lights. <laughs> Okay, anyways, so they flashed blue lights on people, um, blind people, and noticed that their brain was still detecting the light. And <clears throat> it happened with a photoreceptor in the ganglion cell layer of the retina, and it's not the same thing as the rods and cones that normal people, well, not normal people. people but blind people are, aren't normal? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I know what you're trying to say here. <laughs> people who are not blind use rods and cones to see this photoreceptor thing is different and that's what was detecting the light that the researchers were flashing um yeah so like when they flashed a light in front right in front of these blind people that obviously they can't see it at all they're completely blind they asked them can like do you sense or can you tell if the light is on or off and it's like way over a 50 percent um uh, response that yes they could tell whether or not the light was on or off even though they had no conscious awareness of it or yeah. not, they somehow could sense that the light was on right and like Reno said you would think that they had a 50-50 chance of getting it right but the um, times they got it right was like way higher than chance would allow for so it, it seems though um, it seems that they know when the light's on and that their brain can sense it um, and then the article talked a lot about like lots of things um that light is good for it's good for her solar panels it, that's right it is did you want and to talk about that one no okay no, no. get ahead of yourself there <laughs> yeah not as far ahead as titanium but you know anyway um basically one of the things that is proven by this or i don't know it's it seems like it would be so um when you have the light on your brain function improves or when you have light anywhere 
because um, we're creatures of light. Especially if it's blue lights right in front of right. your eyes. If you flash blue lights in front of your face, you will remember everything for a test. We endorse this mm-hmm. system. That's why the cops have the blue lights going on. That's right. They've so got to make sure the criminals are alert. awake. Yeah. yeah. Right. They don't want any groggy They criminals. want them to run away faster. <laughs> Get with it. So that was interesting. Even blind people can sense light. The study was only done with three blind people, though. Three blind mice. Three blind mice. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> um, so these three blind people can sense light. I wonder if all blind people... Because there's, there's tons of different ways to be blind. There's several different uh, visual centers in the brain that mm-hmm. analyze different parts of vision. I don't know if the, the ganglion cell receptor... Nice. It's involved all that stuff, yeah. Yeah. The okay. IPRGC. All right, don't get don't fancy <laughs> over there. But. So I know the people in this study, they were totally blind. But then you just made me wonder if people who weren't born blind but became blind, maybe they'd be better at sensing light. Like maybe yeah. their brain would have developed certain, I don't know if it works that way, but if you're exposed to light and you grow up with it, maybe your brain changes the way it notices light. Maybe that cell layer develops more and then if they lose their vision all that stuff is still there mm-hmm. or if you're born blind and you're totally blind would that be less developed or what yeah no crazy what do you think producer mike listening to rap over there <laughs> i wish oh well yeah they interrupted me i was listening to mob deep before <laughs> we started this um it's interesting he wasn't paying yeah, attention no, i mean yeah. i definitely let's turn the lights off and do the rest of the podcast like that <laughs> i definitely i i, I think he like his asperger's <laughs> <laughs> okay. if you want me to answer a question no no yeah go ahead, go ahead go ahead um basically it's true like let's say your eyes are closed for a long period of time or they're covered by something like that you still can sense things that normally only you would sense through sight it's kind of like a bad way of putting in a sixth sense almost. And I guess that's what this article is kind of... It is kind of like a sixth sense. Yeah. yeah. You you know shit's going on even though you can't see it. You just... It could be completely... Whatever's happening could be completely silent or it could be something like you said, just like yeah. someone shining a light or something shining a light. You know what's happening mm-hmm. even though you can't see it. It's almost like you... All the other five senses. I mean, that's. I think that, that maybe that's what plays into it because usually people who lack one of their six or one of the five senses. The other I se- have six. I don't know. We have like 15 or 18 or something. We have a bunch of senses. You do because yeah. you've got them all crossed. Okay. So <laughs> when well, a person lacks one of the main ones like yeah. sight, touch, right. smell, you know, stuff like that, the other ones become heightened. Yeah. And I think that maybe that's what's going on here is that the other senses, even though this is normally something we use sight for, the other senses are naturally going to pick it up to make up for the fact that those that, that specific one isn't working. Maybe that's what's going on. Like they're hearing the blue light? Well, no, maybe not. I mean, not I, Tasting you know, it. You, know, you don't know. I mean, maybe it's just like everything else is like working overtime, working overload mm-hmm. to make up for the fact that they don't have sight anymore. So even though they can't see the light and there's no other way for them to be aware of the light they still sense it yeah they yeah. should have yeah. done this experiment with people who aren't blind but blindfolded 
yeah. or even well, what, people who are not blindfolded. They, like they, they wouldn't have that heightened other no, the other I mean, heightened like, senses. Well, so it's, it's, not the, it's, it's yeah. that it's that photoreceptor in their eye that's that's picking it up. So yeah, if somehow like they we block their rods and cones or yeah, blindfold them, but well, still still allowed blue light to hit their their ganglion receptor or whatever. Yeah. IPRGC. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm. All right. So speaking of vision, so they've got this new uh, neurocam that you can wear really fashionably on the side of your head. It mounts onto your smartphone, like your iPhone. And so you can have this. Wait, you wear it on the side of the head even though it mounts to your phone. Right. No, so your you, phone the, mounts to the, it. The, the camera thing mounts to your phone and you mount your phone to your head. Obviously, yeah. (laughs) And so, um, is this like those Google glasses or whatever? Sort of, yeah. So the camera sees what you're seeing, but then there's also a sensor, like in this headset thing, that um, is analyzing your brain waves, and it 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 picks up on whether you like how interested you are in what you're looking at. So the camera can um, start recording or take pictures of things that you like. Um, and it rates things on a, a scale of zero to a hundred. So if you're looking at fireworks, maybe it's like a forty-eight. But if it's anything like uh, like above a fifty or something, it's like the the camera kicks on and starts recording so that you can automatically you, take pictures and it, videos. Enjoy it again. Right, <laughs> right. So what if you looked at a blue light? Do you think that? <laughs> like, I don't know if it would know because I don't know yeah, if it has the IPRGC know, receptors. <laughs> Let's call it. This episode is going to be called the IGCR IPRGC. Um, so this is kind of kind of interesting in just that. Um, just I think that they're able to read your thoughts and yeah, and tell on rate on a scale of one or zero to a hundred how well you're or how much you like something. Um, and well, the interesting thing is that they developed an algorithm for reading your brain waves, and that's how this whole thing functions. So somehow it translates. Math. That's right, because math. Because math. It translates those waves <laughs> and turns it into a rating from one to a hundred. But then when we were reading this article, I kept thinking about how when smartphones first became popular, people would complain. Um, you know, like it knows your location and things like that. And, and they felt like their personal privacy was being violated, even though it's a choice to have a smartphone. But Is it a choice, though, really? You can't buy a dumb phone anymore. Well, yeah, you, you can. can. Turn your smartphone down. Where? where? Where can you buy a dumb phone? They have, like, basic models at every shop. They just don't really advertise them because they want no. you to spend the money on the smartphone. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty hard, though, to get by in life, though, without a smartphone now these days. I mean, to stay no, competitive, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm not social Darwinism. I I, no, I agree. <laughs> like, it's gotten to the point of where it's well, not just a want survive. for it's mine. Right, yeah. Like, I need it for my job. I have to use the Right, map. like, you, in some regards, you need it. And I have yeah. to use the communication on it. Yeah. You could use a, a paper map. You, you, you know how annoying that is when you have to right. start your you day in Sacramento. You got to go from Sacramento to Roseville to Chico to Paradise to Orland yeah. back through Yuba City. You want to use a paper map? No, dude. People did that for centuries. And it Millennia. sucked. Millennia. They made their own and they maps. Sucked. Yeah, and they did Sometimes suck. You seen some of those old maps? Yeah. Like, they draw like monsters. Europe and it's like so off. Yeah, and there's sea monsters and they're like, oh, yeah. And their what? boss wasn't calling them, wondering what's taking so long the whole <laughs> well, entire time. 
didn't have a smartphone. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like I need all the like the communication yeah. is like such a necessity in this day and age. Day and age that. What yeah. You, yeah. What you yeah. need to do is strap it to the side of your head and That's have right. it record everything what you like. Would, no, everything would probably come out zero. The whole day at work would be like <laughs> negative. Yeah. Negative five. If, I, if I'm six. doing my job, it's coming out zero the whole entire time. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's just going to flatline. It's going to be like, <laughs> Mike is not having any Big fun. Black screen. <laughs> yeah. And that's not an Asperger's thing. That's just, I hate my job that's thing. Just, yeah. I think this would be funny to like strap on to like your significant other or someone you're dating mm-hmm. or your wife or husband and like see like who they're interested in and be like, oh, yeah, no, like we're just friends. And like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like a 99 on yeah. your iPhone here. Or to, to go the, the other route, you could like strap them on like Christmas season, let's say, and oh, then exchange yeah. videos and you'd be like, you don't need a Christmas list anymore. You can just say, oh, these are the things that caught your interest or that that's really creepy if you were just getting to know somebody what if everybody was wearing these and then instead of like having dinner and saying oh what's your sign or what kind of books do you like you just like swap phones you're 78 for me <laughs> yeah. yeah or if this 84 doesn't work out i'm gonna give you a call <laughs> so weird you could do all kinds of things like you, yeah you, you think i have asperger's what? That's just like the most unemotional way of going about anything. What do you mean? <laughs> You're strapping a phone, no, I'm not phone to your head. No, like, I'm not saying it's a good I'm saying it would do be... Do I like this? <laughs> this is an 84. Yeah. Buy that for Christmas. The interesting thing would be if you could trick the phone and the app into thinking that you yeah. didn't like something. Like, what if you... Pretend like you like it. Yeah, and then you like trick your brain. It's almost like, like, the, like when someone gives you a Christmas present, you're like, oh, yeah, thanks, yeah, Grandma. So really I love that it. sweater. And it's like those people that are able to fool the lie detector tests. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, easy. That. Yeah, I, I've never had to take one. <laughs> it's easy as landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> Landscaping's hella easy. Yeah. Um, no, with like lie detector tests, they do like, they, they ask you questions to begin with. They're like, what's your name? What's your address? What's your phone number? Just lie from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, my name's Larry. No, <laughs> but they're doing that just to get like a baseline reading of like your breathing and your heart pressure or your blood pressure and your heart rate. So if you consciously try and raise your your um, blood pressure, your heart rate, or sp- speed of how my name my name's Mike. Mike. My name's Mike. Mike motherfucker. Mike. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you try and calm down when they ask you like, "Dude, did you kill that cat?" Then, like, wait, they would no. do a lie detector test for a cat. Yeah, like for killing a cat. I remember, like in oh, traffic geez. school, that like you can wait if you if you run over an animal, you have to stop and like see if it's okay or like get it off the road, unless it's a cat. Oh, that's because no, in California, yeah. people <laughs> consider cats to be wait. No, which traffic school. Well, yeah, you broke the law. I broke the law. Thank God, right the now. law one. No, um, in the state of California, I don't know how many other states are like that. Cats aren't considered domestic pets; they're considered rodents. Yeah, rodents. Not yeah. true. What? No, it is true. No, I maybe mean, like it, in like Mississippi or something. No, in I mean. California, a cat is considered a rodent in like the eyes of the law. For legal purposes. For legal purposes. Yeah, yeah like, like, you, not like a dolphin. You, you know, if you hit a dog, like <laughs> hit a dolphin, you're fucked. No, if you hit a dog, <laughs> and all of a if you hit a dog and that's like somebody's pet, you are responsible yeah. for you owe money damages, all that other kind of shit like that. If you hit someone's cat, you don't even have to stop. <laughs> well, if you hit someone's rat or someone's gerbil, don't have to stop. They're rodents. It's all on the same level. They get for being those little wheel ball yeah. things I guess, in the middle of the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It does, like even though like the cat has outdone 
the dog in like percentage of household pet, so mm-hmm. to speak. Like more people own cats people than dogs. Yeah. Yeah. They are, they're still considered a rodent in the eyes of California. Yeah. Hmm. So there you go. That's why you didn't have to pull the cat to the side of the road. Interesting. Yeah, we know. So isn't that <laughs> fucked up? That is kind of fucked up. <laughs> we should up. Uh, we should fight this. I mean, we're in the fucking capital of uh, California. I know, and we're doing a podcast. Yeah. yeah. We should talk about it right now. Make it happen. Did. Let's make it happen. I mean, this is something I learned in 2005 in criminal justice. So, I mean... Yeah, it's <laughs> okay. still... It might have changed since then. It's 2013. So. Come a long way since 2005. It's been eight years. Right. I'd, I'd like to think that cats have gained some sort of standing <laughs> in California. I mean, if dolphins are non-human people in India... You think that cats could be non I think the rest of the world cats do, and animals. No. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the world seems to view animals on a higher higher level than us. Yeah, that we like we view animals as just like either food or entertainment or target practice. Well <laughs> you know. You know here's something that's really fucked up. I gotta get off my chest. I was following someone in my delivery truck in uh, Marysville today, of course of all places. And there was a uh murder of crows on the on the that is asphalt. What it's called. A murder of crows. Yeah. Murder of like crows. An army of frogs. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it was off to the side. Like basically the 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 road kind of wide off to the right. You either mm-hmm. could go left or right. It's kind of a Y but like not a fork. Yeah, but not quite. <laughs> more and more like a Y. Like yeah. there was a lot of space in this road and you didn't have to go anywhere near it. And this guy in a government vehicle of all things out of nowhere decides to aim for the crows. And almost killed, and like almost killed two of them. Like two of them almost didn't fly away in time. Yeah, in a government vehicle. Did you get the license plate? Say nah, no. he sped off the oh. second he saw me. I'm like, this 24 foot truck, I can catch up to him. Like, I seriously was going to be like, how's my driving call? Yeah, yeah, I can catch up to him. When you and I were in the car and we saw that guy who had his dog on the back oh, of yeah. his truck and there was no leash, no no carrier, no It was anything. like a flatbed truck. Not like yeah. a pickup truck, like flatbed. Yeah. No and there was just like, it was it's like just, a big dog, like a golden yeah. retriever. And it was yeah. just standing there and it's like holding on for dear life on the freeway. To, yeah, right. Here's another thing Asshole. I saw in Marysville. I see a lot of this kind of crap. Like Marysville and Yuba City are probably the two worst towns than Northern California, in my opinion. And I don't care if any of our listeners have any kind of emotional attachment to it. Fuck those two towns. And I'll tell <laughs> you two stories about those two areas. Why? In Marysville, again, I was dry, uh, driving down the freeway and some dude had his dog in the back of his truck with a leash way too long. And the mm. dog's getting super excited. This is on the freeway. He's oh, barreling like, like 80 miles an hour. Dog goes over the side. The dude apparently had his radio oh. up the whole entire time. The dog strangling, running on the asphalt at like 70 miles an hour. The dude didn't stop for like two miles. That's the fastest that dog ever ran. Yeah, the dog yes. was the dog was fucked up. That like sucks. People were honking. Like, I was like blaring my horn at him and ever trying to get him to stop. Like The dude was just in la-la land. Damn. Yeah. And the, other, one's, the other one was a really racist story. Um... <laughs> Marysville. I got to get it off my chest. I hate that fucking town. This is Yuba Where's City. Mar- oh, okay. This is Yuba City, which is basically Marysville, like, conjoined twin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, really. Like, I don't know when, where one stops and the other begins. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Where one what, asshole begins and the other I don't ends. understand why they're called two separate things. Like, you just go into one from the other. There's no... There's no border at all. It's just, you're in Marysville, <laughs> you're in Yuba City, and you don't really know when it happened. 
So back around the elections, um, this guy on his truck had uh, the San Diego Zoo has an African lion. The White House has a lion African. And don't renege in 2012. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. Yeah. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, those two towns can just be obliterated. Like We can use nuke testing on them as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Just fucking wipe them off the map. <laughs> So anyway, I don't know how I got there, but go ahead with no, your science stuff. No, that's okay. Now. No, no, no. So people in Marysville apparently are not as bad as some animals. Yeah, is- <laughs> you think people in Marysville are bad? <laughs> you think that's bad? <laughs> do you want to intro this article? I sure do. All right, go for it. So basically, there's lots of animals out there people think are cute and cuddly, and they do things that sort of mimic the behavior of people. Mike, what's a cute and cuddly animal that comes to mind? Cat. Besides cat. Yeah. Cat, kitten, no, like, so, like turbo, like, think, think wild animals. Yeah, uh, cute and cuddly. Uh, I like panda bears. Okay. Panda bears. Okay, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Cuddly, yeah. I don't know. Do you like sea otters? No, not really. No. Oh, okay. They're not yeah. cute. And I mean, not, I, I don't. used to like sea otters. Yeah. I don't Reno. hate sea otters. I just not non-partial. Non-partial. Don't see, cuddly to me means like fur. They otters are fur. pretty furry. Yeah, they are. They? Yeah, they look, it seems kind of like a thick. Yeah. Hair more than a fur. Well, like I wouldn't like want to like soft goose down. But. Yeah, I, I, I would, like you know goose I wouldn't want to like grab <laughs> you know? a sea otter and you know just, <laughs> <laughs> you and do it. Or well, apparently, if you yeah. did, you might have an unpleasant surprise. Um, so otters are known for um, like hanging out together in groups, and when they sleep, they hold hands so they don't like drift apart in the water. Oh, yeah, so Lame. cute. <laughs> But they also rape baby seals. <laughs> so. <laughs> What's, to, why, why all this fucking sea life? Like, rape Look, it's life. the water. People are excited. I don't know. Fukushima. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's it. It's got to be. So this article is all about animals that you think are cute and cuddly. And actually, they have skeletons in their closet. Dark histories. and What the? Do you want to explain why sea otters rape? Um, seals. seals. I'm getting there. Okay, okay. Practice. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> More or less. What the fuck, <laughs> dude? Okay, so basically, male otters will rape baby seals because they think they're female otters, right? That's what's happening. Um, like they'll just mount it the same way that dogs will hump your leg, you know? Like so, it's not like it's not like destroying the baby seals. No, well, no, 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 like eventually here it says like it take the otters eat a lot. They eat like a quarter of their weight every single day. And so when food supply is short, things get ugly. Some males will hold other, um, otter pop, otter, uh, otter pups, otter pups, <laughs> otter pups hostage until the mother pays a ransom of food to the male. So at least they're kind of smart. They're like, we won't give back this kid until you, what do sea otters eat? Eat clams, Baby right? Seals. Yeah. Baby I, seals. Baby seals. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, th- yeah. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, um, when the otters mate, they hold the female's head underwater because I don't know why. And so, when they <laughs> do that with the baby seals, that kills baby seals most of the time. Because they rape they them for like an hour. Yeah. Sometimes they rape them to death. Which is crazy. So, and then why are we talking about because this? Because it's interesting. This is science. It is this because is science. the circle of life. It, that's right. Circle of I life don't underwater. find this interesting at all. Okay. Well, anyway, 
the thing is, there's lots yeah. of animals. That, look. I know, I'm just in- producer. I don't choose the articles, but what the <laughs> fuck, guys? The interesting thing is, people are finding that animals are more like people. Because people do this apparently <laughs> no, too. No, you know what I mean. You know, <laughs> I mean. The animals, like, they have all kinds of crazy things they do. They yeah. have ulterior motives and all this other stuff. Some otters, it says, will hang on to the dead pup and continue to rape its dead and decaying corpse for up to a week. Ew. See, they have a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. They don't know how to do anything else in there. And there's six foot long river otters in South America, and they hunt in packs. That's crazy. That's kind of scary. It's a big, overwhelming river. And then you guys have complained about dolphins. I've gone on about how awesome dolphins are, but you guys say nay. Yeah, no, no. Because dolphins also do similar things. That's do. They do. They're really smart. They're, like they're smiling. They rescue people who are stranded in the water sometimes, but they kill for fun. And we've talked about how dolphins rape also. But the interesting thing here that I didn't know already was... Um, in this article, it says a couple years ago, a porpoise washed up on the shore in California. It was badly beaten and bruised and it had lots of broken bones. Um, and over the next two years, several more things like that were seen. There were more porpoise, I guess, that porpoise. were that were Let's injured. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and it seemed as though bottlenose dolphins had been responsible. Those were the culprits, <laughs> the, the porpoise attacks. I love this imagery in this one part, though. It says, two dolphins were witnessed ganging up on a porpoise. It was sandwiched between them and unable to escape as they threw it in the air and pummeled it repeatedly. Makes me picture, like, the beginning of a basketball game where the... Um, the <laughs> Jump like, ball. Throws, yeah, right. <laughs> and they're, like, like beating up a first? dolphin, like, in the air. I know. It's crazy. God. And so, well, the other part that's... <laughs> the motivation behind the porpoise is unknown. <laughs> that's, that's made me laugh in here. even though it's a horrible story like the way it's worded is really funny yeah. um, there's no reason for these two animals to compete for food or territory or anything like that the porpoise or porpoises aren't threatening to the dolphins it seems like the only reason the dolphins beat up the porpoises is because they're bored and they want entertainment maybe the porpoise was being a jackass well, maybe the dolphin shouldn't be so sensitive. Maybe, maybe, maybe that one dolphin like raped another dolphin, and so then they went out and killed it. Maybe the dolphin raped a porpoise. Right. And then, the, okay. Yeah, and then and then these <laughs> other dolphins are like, hey, like Larry over there just raped this porpoise. Like, let's go kill him. Why does his name have to be Larry? That's the first thing that came to mind. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, there's dolphins, and then penguins. That part made me sad. Um, because everyone thinks that penguins are awesome. Don't they? They mate for life, right? And they do all kinds of cute things. Like the dad takes care of the egg while the mom is hunting and so on. Um, And they're in lots of children's movies and they're at zoos and they seem really nice and friendly. And But um, again, all the sexual stuff comes in with these penguins. It it says (laughs) this naturalist who studied them, apparently his his report on the sexual behaviors of the penguins was deemed too extreme for publication and was hidden for 100 years. And then somebody looked at this guy's work. Douglas Russell reviewed the work in 2012. And it says that penguins have frequent sexual activity, autoerotic behavior and seemingly aberrant behavior of young unpaired males and females, including necrophilia, sexual coercion, sexual and physical abuse of chicks, and homosexual behavior. I knew about the homosexual behavior. Yeah, I've heard of the gay penguins. Yeah, that's right. Didn't know that they were necrophiliacs and would abuse baby penguins. That's kind of messed up. Well, you know, it's the way of the world. And then I don't even know. 
Oh, ocelots. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tree ocelots. Margays. You like the like the cat? Yeah, I know. Mm. That's what I was thinking. So apparently, yes, cuddly cats are also culprits. Oh yeah. Here. Yeah. So these are nocturnal cats from southern Mexico. Um going down to South America, like the whole region, I guess. And it says their method is particularly horrible because of how it exploits the good nature of the prey. It's been discovered in recent years that margays hunt by mimicking the sound of a baby monkey in distress. Although scientists have described the imitation as not being very good, it seems to be fairly effective. So this cat hides and then screeches like a monkey, like a baby monkey that's hurt. And then an adult monkey tries to find the what it thinks is the baby monkey, and then the cat eats the adult monkey. I'm okay with that. But, I mean, I feel like that is more that's, common in that's, that's, like, that's like hunter-prey kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like that, if you're going to be out there, then... Yeah, if, you're, going, you if get... you're looking for a meal, that's one thing. It's not like you're raping it to death and eating it or I know. some weird Well, they don't even shit. eat it, you know. It's like, <laughs> should use every part of it. Um, the last thing on this article, the last animal, is chimpanzees. Do you want to do that one? Yeah, sure. All right. So it's gonna be horrible. Yeah. So you know these are our closest uh, relatives. Closest right. cousins. Closest cousins, relatives. Yeah. Don't don't rape your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So um, they will kill. They will kill baby chimps, and what they'll do is they will um, kill baby chimps in front of the mother, on purpose. And um, they'll dismember it and rip it apart and eat it like right in front of her, just so that she can be back like in like uh, like back in like mating mating season. Was it called estrus? Estrus. Yeah. And at first, I didn't realize how that would be possible. Then, as you were talking, I thought, well, maybe if she has no baby to take care of, it. Right, makes... She's like, oh great, my babies are dead. Now I need to make more. Yeah. <laughs> so they can rip them apart <laughs> like, and eat them. <laughs> so. Yeah. So if you, you, you like, want to turn on a chimp, kill her baby and <laughs> turn on a chimp. Be right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, producer Mike looks mildly concerned. That's how you turn on some women, Just some human kill women, their kill their babies. Some, and like, okay, some human like, let's women, get it on. Like not non-human dolphins. <laughs> this is so far my least favorite episode. Oh, whatever. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. Mike, you can calm down because that's it for the crazy animal stories. I'm still pretty deadpan. Almost. <laughs> I know. What else have we got? So we can we can talk about Do mice. Do we have any non-rape articles? No, that was the only rape article that of the night. That was the only night. rape article. We usually yeah. won't cover rape in this science um, no. podcast. So, But we'll uncover it. We'll uncover it. I need a new job. <laughs> Wait, you're getting paid for this? So, yeah, what? Wait, no. what? Sponsors. Yeah, I need a new internship or something. <laughs> okay. Zoology sponsor. If there's okay. any podcasters out there who need a new producer. Mm-hmm. Now, um, humans do some fucked up s- stuff to animals. Like, we, we rape do... Rape them. Yeah. Well, we it's don't rape gonna them. It's not going to be that kind of thing. Artificially inseminate. I don't know. But, <laughs> 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 well, like, livestock and everything? Like, because... Yeah. Pigs and cows are too sick and fat to to mate, so ranchers have to artificially inseminate so them. Get some dolphins. That's a there. good idea. Let's make that sick pig over there pregnant. Right. Because yeah. we need our bacon, right? Well, some of us do. Those pigs aren't going to fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> now let's do that at titanium arm. Okay. All right. So, so back to the cerebral. But anyways, like we, we do we do lots of drug testing and whatnot on mice. Um, 
But anyways, they found <clears throat> they found this uh, compound that blocks neurodegeneration uh, in mice. So basically, there's some um, brain diseases where our brains normally uh, produce all different kinds of proteins, but sometimes they um, they fold in on themselves um, incorrectly. And if just one of these proteins folds weird and wrong, it could lead into a chain effect and cascade and um, leads to more and more proteins being folded wrong, which can lead to a lot of problems. So the brain has this um, kind of reflex to stop making proteins. And if that doesn't get switched back on where they start making proteins again, then if the brain stops making proteins, then we start getting all these different... um, uh, neurodegeneration and then your brain starts to die yeah right yeah. so um similar to i think to alzheimer's and stuff like that mm-hmm. parkinson's but parkinson's That's the other one yeah so they found they found some way to get that that uh switch to turn back on so the brain starts making proteins again instead of stopping altogether um and it's a uh, it's a compound that they don't even have to inject it when they feed them by mouth, which mm-hmm. is nice. A little pill. No shots. Yeah, a little pill. That is nice. But um, we were looking at these different um, brain diseases. They come and call them um, prion diseases. Mm-hmm. And we weren't sure about what that was. And so we, we did some research on them. And we found out that one of them is, quote, the worst disease you can get. Oh, my gosh. Fatal familial insomnia and... The eye function. Wow. How are those two things connected? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea? I have no idea. Oh, All right. Oh, my God. Okay. oh yeah. Oh, jeez. So, so, yeah, fatal I, familial insomnia. Like, pay attention to this. It's apparently the worst disease ever. Yeah. Why is it the worst disease ever, Nina? Well, apparently what happens is you can't sleep, and it's really, really severe. And the reason why it's called familial insomnia is because you it's genetically inherited and only 28 families were found worldwide that had this um but the way that it works is that if a parent has the gene for the disease it only manifests itself like um towards middle age and both parents have to have it right yeah yeah and so what what's it do i'm getting there it gives you the disease. And you can't <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are the symptoms of this said disease? You can't That's sleep. It? It's fatal familial and insomnia. How is it fatal? I mean, because I'm getting there. You sweat a you lot too. Uh, yeah. Speed it up. You can't sleep. Okay. No matter how much pressure you watch. <laughs> eventually, like you, you might still have what REM type sleep and things like that, but it's never really a good sound sleep. And the people who have this disease, they have like overactive brain waves and overactive heart rates and all these things where their body just doesn't calm down. And basically, what happens so is you. you collapse. No, you collapse <laughs> in a coma and then you die after a while. But yeah. your brain still remains active. Um, and knows all the stuff that's happening to it. So it's not like... So wait, you're still kind of conscious? Yeah, you're conscious the whole time, and you never go to sleep. Yeah. And but eventually, like, your your motor functions and your speech start failing you, and it's like huge, crazy... Right, your mind's just going, like, nonstop. It never gets a break. Like a gerbil in a ball. Yeah. Like a cat in a ball. Like a dolphin tumbling a porpoise. 
So, so but it's okay though. We're we're, we've, we're developing compounds to um, combat the worst disease in the world. Mm-hmm. So you won't have to collapse in a coma and be conscious at the same time. Right, we can knock you out. You'll be okay. Um, yeah, let's do this one. Or no, not that. Oh, okay, one. do the this one. The jumper cells. Jumper cables. jumper cables. Jumper cables for the mind. So, oh. um, for a while now they've been, uh, well, they've been doing electroshock therapy for a long time. Um, and I think they kind of stopped that after a while cause they're like, it's kind of fucked up. It's, yeah. Um, but still like in very, very, kind of. well, well, in really, like, really bad of. cases of, um, like depression where like extreme, like, like lithium and stuff doesn't work. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll try electroshock therapy. It's like, fuck it. You're like, you're sad anyways, <laughs> right? <laughs> No, but sometimes sometimes it works. Um, but um, uh, they've also used like magnets and used like um, powerful or, or weaker magnets, depending on how much they want to stimulate. They can use the magnets to stimulate the brain because of the magnetic uh, fields. So now they've got transcranial direct current stimulation. TDCs. TDCs. Stimulation. That's, that's, yeah. No, that's the first time important. TDCs. Yeah. Anyways. Um, they use like a really, really small, uh, low, um, shock, low, low voltage to shock, uh, specific parts of the brain and has been shown in hundreds of studies to enhance an astonishing, seemingly implausibly implausible variety of intellectual, emotional, and movement related brain functions. Um, so things like your working memory, long-term memory, math, reading, um, solving problems, playing instruments, v- complex verbal thought, planning, all the stuff can be enhanced with um, some um, key um, shocks to the brain. Yeah. And well, also post-stroke paralysis and aphasia, chronic pain and depression. So those other things like the mood things. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Not just the, and well, not intelligence, the learning and problem solving and stuff, but also the mood things. Um <laughs> but the best part is can, <laughs> this can be applied to the military. So it says one of the most striking examples of cognitive enhancement comes from research supported by the U S air force showing that TDC mm-hmm. improve pilots vigilance and target detection. Shocking. The target military detection. Yeah. Like I detect a target somewhere right. out here. I'm going to do anything about it, but the, <laughs> The military has been looking at how to improve vigilance for the past 50 or 60 years, said Andy McKinley, a civilian biomedical engineer who has been studying TDCSs at the Air Force Research Laboratory at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. At minimum, we get a twofold improvement in how long a person can maintain performance. We've never seen that with anything else. So, Except for with crack cocaine. I, right, you know, and this is way safer. Plus, you can problem solve. So, right. Too. But does this help with cleaning, though? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is really fascinating. That it that um, with you know strategic shocks, you can improve all these different functions of the brain. And I don't know. Like, would you guys sign up for this? Like, to get no. shocks so that no. Like, what if I, it made you more like artistically like better? But I've shocked my brain. It can't be good for you. 
obviously it is. It makes you less depressed. It cures paralysis post-stroke. Yeah, because you're jumping all over the place. <laughs> well, I think the important thing is it's a really oh, like, low level of electricity. Like what kind of like, like and this voltage, lasts for like, weeks or the, months. This isn't like oh, like for five minutes, like I'm smarter yeah. and I need another boost. It's like no, like but what the about the year now? Like yeah. voltage, like let me, like let me. Ask. It doesn't really say here. Yeah, yeah like but it says, but it says extremely low dose. Yeah. yeah, is this like one flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of no, shit? Or no, no, I don't think just so. Like, oh, hey, hold that's... still for a second. This will tickle. Right, I think you it's know. like it'll it'll tickle. It'll be a little fuzzy. Yeah, um, I'll sign up. Like, I don't, <laughs> if you have to put a piece of wood in my mouth to keep me from swallowing my tongue, no, I'm not no, there. I don't think. I don't it's think that bad. Yeah, yeah, I think this is like. I mean, this can make you a better guitar player. This can make <laughs> you baby. I'm better. in a punk band. Ain't nothing's gonna <laughs> fix that. <laughs> um, it's powered by a nine volt battery. Yeah. And it's so a, like, oh, that's nothing. At just all. lick, just lick the battery. Yeah, I yeah. do that I mean, all the time to make sure my pedals it, work. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking, guitar pedals effects. Yeah. Wah yeah, pedal so could, tremolo. Wah, 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 yeah. Wah. So what if you electroshocked your brain while you were doing the the voltage thing with the battery? No, I'm talking about what is the thing that you can like talk through your guitar. Oh, the talk box. Like, talk what if box, you did the talk, talk box, box while you shocked your brain and then you had all the. <laughs> 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 Put Bon Jovi to shame. Mm-hmm. But this could be interesting, like supplemental uh, for education, especially if kids um, have yeah. learning disabilities. Zap the little fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've wanted to zap the little fuckers. Hey, hey, <laughs> standardized yeah. testing's coming up. <laughs> yep, make us look good. I wonder though, and I don't know if this is like not enough voltage for it to matter, but I wonder if that kind of shock would maybe improve certain brain disorders like oppositional defiance disorder or mm-hmm. maybe not ADHD. Let's give it a shot. What's the worst that could happen? Let's give it a shot. A shock. <laughs> a shock. Let's give it a shock. That's right. Yeah. Do it to children. And it's not because it takes a lot of power, so it's not going to like be know. bad for the environment because we got these solar panels that are great now. Oh um, I could just see parents are just like... <laughs> Timmy, you're seeming a little slow over there. <laughs> Why don't you have a seat? We're just going to give you a little shock. Your All piano right. recital wasn't so hot. <laughs> Let me step it up like a notch. Yeah. <laughs> this B plus just isn't cutting it. Right. I think we're going to have to get you up to an A minus. And see, like um, solar panels are getting better and better. Um, like most photovoltaic solar panels, like really good ones, are, are practical for installing um might be around like 18 to 22 percent energy efficient like on how much they convert um the sun's rays to electricity you can use and um in a lot of circumstances that it's kind of hard to make that work economically um most solar panels last about 25 years and then you have to start repairing them or replacing them um so ideally if we could get the energy efficiency up then solar panels are more feasible and more um more practical you know, they've been calling this the wave of the future since the early 90s. No, but really, like in the past, just past few years, there's been some huge developments in um, like nanotechnology and finding new ways to increase the um, efficiency. So um, I saw an article a while ago that said that they got um, some some uh, solar panels. Right now, they're a really small scale, but they got them up to 40 some odd percent energy efficient, which is like at least twofold of what we've got now. Yeah. And then they, um, there's this one um, article caught uh, this week called Controlled Atomic Layer Crystal Growth is Breakthrough for Solar Cell Efficiency. 
Um, I'm not going to really go into the details because it's like really um, high tech and scientific, but we could zap your brain. That's gonna say, dude. <laughs> I got a nine volt. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Couldn't think of the words. Yeah. So, um, but they took um, a layer of in. Indium gallium nitride crystals and um, put them on top of a layer that on top of um, normal like silicon um, solar panels and uh, increase the efficiency a lot. So solar panel, yes, we've been hearing like, oh yeah, solar panels that solar panels that, but um, within the past few years, like there's been lots of big uh, breakthroughs, big jumps. So nice. I know m- no, most new government we buildings shock have brains with solar panels. Solar panels, right. like if you actually go down, yeah, south of here the Smud Building, the new one that they just put mm-hmm. in, the whole parking lot's covered with them. Like you park yeah. underneath the solar panels and everything. Yeah, why not? You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we do this one? Oh yeah, we've been waiting. For I this know one. they've been powering been calculators since. You know, the right? They've been uh, calculators for decades. Yeah, there you go. That's true. So, Mike, how would you like to have a titan? Oh, a titan? No, no, no. I keep the calling it the titanium that? arm, but it's the titan arm. Okay. All right, never mind. Anyway, so <laughs> people have invented this. Like, what? What do we mean a titan arm? No, I'm already. I'm moving on. No, people no, have no, invented no. this Ask thing. The that question. You. I mean, you bombed on it. You might as well try to recover here. Okay, look. Come on. So. Hey, producer! I can hit this pause button. Rewind. There is this invention people have made it's called the titan arm and it helps you lift 40 more pounds than you otherwise might be able to do no i don't want to do that and well you would want to in your job but no. other people might or they might use <laughs> it for other things it just know. means more work for me so <laughs> that means less work because you don't have to do the work no right? it means titan arm's doing at least 40 yeah. pounds worth of work for right. you no or what That's it is like it's like you can already work. lift 75 to 80 to 90 to 100 pounds on your own let's put another 40 on it yeah yeah but it's not <laughs> you doing that it's the arm right you're no. still lifting the same it's amount just, physically no yourself. it's just no believe me it's a negative thing <laughs> at least in my line of work if you had a neuro cam it'd be like 12 no it'd be like negative oh man like the brain wave would just be absent yeah <laughs> like call in a week so this titan arm looks kind of <laughs> like what i'm just laughing <laughs> Just because. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty cool looking, actually. You strap it onto your arm, and it has these sort of like clamp-looking things that go over and around your forearm. And then it has um, this sort of it looks like a big bone or a big muscle. It's really like a narrow tube. It runs parallel to the top part of your arm. And so it moves when you move, basically. Um, and it was developed by a group of engineering students at the University of Pennsylvania. And... They're hoping to make it available commercially. I don't know when that's going to happen. Um, but think about it. If you had a Titan arm, think of the things you could do. I'm picturing Sigourney Weaver and aliens. That's what I thought, yeah. yeah. Get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And you, so you could lift with it, but you also can lock the arm into any position so that you can hold an object steadily, just like you'd hold something out in front of you. So the arm can do that too. It's not just about lifting. It can hold and take like a yoga the, pose. The, <laughs> <laughs> hold this pose for days. Yeah, it might be good for handstands. It, yeah, it would. One arm handstand. That's right. It might make it a lot easier it for might, me. Like, add some weight though and unbalance you. Like really, I, it no, might. I don't no, know yeah, how much it weighs. 
Wait, do you have to, does the 40 pounds 40 include pounds. like what you lift when you, <laughs> you lift the machine? That's a good question. Um, if it weighs 60 pounds, he's 20 pounds weaker. <laughs> well, if you wear two of them too, if you have one on your left and one on your mm-hmm. right, then you can lift 80 it's pounds. stopping you then. Right. Yeah. Or if you like, you know, lifted up another Titan arm with the Titan arms that you're wearing, <laughs> then who knows? Who knows what would happen? Yeah. 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 I don't know if I want, yeah. to, I don't want to go there now. Mike's going to make fun of me. No, go ahead. No, it's fine. What if you fell asleep and you were wearing a tight arm and you would like itch your face and like you totally just like ripped, ripped your off face your or like, skin. Just, like oh my God. broke your nose? That's right. What if you give someone a high five and you send them through the wall? <laughs> you just like completely bend their arm all the way back, which right. is like crack. Mm-hmm. Wow. Give someone a massage mm-hmm. with that. And like, yeah. I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to play guitar with it and just break all your strings on the first <laughs> drum. Heavy fucking metal. Epic. Yeah, that's true. It is. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was kind of sad that the people who invented this, um, they only won $10,000 in um, this Cornell Cup for Innovation that they entered. I feel like they should have won more than that. They're just lifting stuff. Yeah, I know, but it's it's really interesting because it... It could be good for, like, elderly people or if you're yeah. injured. The thing is, Warriors. Like, right. Right? Pilots yeah. that are being <laughs> electrocuted. <laughs> it's interesting because there's already devices that help you lift and move things better, but they're totally... They're really cumbersome and they don't act like parts of your body. Like, there's dollies for, you know, picking up heavy furniture and moving <laughs> them around. Like, Titan arms. <laughs> This thing is cool because it sort of becomes like a <laughs> extension of you um, and helps you do things. It's not like, you know, I don't know. What? I th- I think it's interesting. I don't know how that's going to work. That's... Yeah. yeah. I, I got nothing. You got nothing. Well, I think that I if nothing. there were people on other planets, they would have Titan arms. <laughs> Yeah, I think they would. Or they probably already came up with something a little bit better. Maybe. How could you? What would be better? Like, how would you improve on that, Mike? Fifty pounds? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sixty. Sixty-four. Seven-minute abs. Right. <laughs> um, on a completely different note, um, there's this um article that came out saying how well scientists have been looking for exoplanets that um orbit around other stars and what are exoplanets right now opposite of endoplanets okay got it yeah okay. duh all right good they're planets that, circ- that orbit around other stars that are not our own sun and um of course mo- all the other stars are light years away from us so it's really um, improbable that we'd be able to ride like a rocket ship to any of these planets anyways but still it's interesting and they just kind of estimated that um, about 22% of the sun-like stars in our galaxy uh, may have planets that about the size of Earth um, that are within the kind of like habitable zone. They're not too close, not too far away. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I feel yeah. like that's interesting right there. Like even the chance of that happening, the chance of them being out there. Because it says about 22% of the sun-like stars may have planets. But it, there's still a chance and they'd be in the sun. Yeah, well, they wouldn't be in the sun. <laughs> They'd be bathed in bathed. similar amounts of sunlight, yeah. is what I meant, and um, potentially habitable. 
Yeah. So we we keep on finding these planets um, with various telescopes, um, but now they're just kind of shooting out that that um, I think they said like there's billions of planets. Possible maybe planets? maybe I'm sure it's not like a definite yeah. thing. But of the of the ones we found, it says um, um, of those planets, 104 are in the so-called hab- habit- habitable zone. Make fun of me now, can you? Yeah. Um, and then um, of those, it says we're finding about 24 planets that are actually less than twice the size of Earth. Earth's kind of small compared to the other planets yeah. that we're founding. So that it's we're interesting. Founding. I wish I knew, you know, what size the planets were and what the order was. Right. I can't really picture any of this right now. So what, what planet do you think is closest in size to Earth? <sighs> God. Do, 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 hmm. do, do. Is it Venus? Venus is pretty close to our size, oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. I read your mind. Yeah. Yep. We had them with those neural cams on. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of potential planets out there. Do you guys believe in aliens? Like, we were visited by aliens? I don't, <clears throat> I don't, I don't visited by aliens. That they're out there, but maybe they're just not visiting us. I, yeah, that's kind of more. I think maybe something might have come here by. I don't think anything's like purposely visited us what like accidentally like whoops well i mean <laughs> well, roswell they had to get enough electroshock there before they flew their spaceship out so they <laughs> missed the target you know and... roswell i don't i mean <laughs> why well, here's the thing it's just like why would they come back and why do they only really appear over trailer parks <laughs> well <laughs> you know clearly they've got a mission yeah well, here, here's what I think. Here's what I really think. I, I, if it, oh, go ahead. oh okay. No, no, if it's taken never mind, us, I'm gonna go. If, um, no, if it's taken on. us this long to figure out stuff on our own planet, imagine how long it's gonna take us to find life if it goes like all the way out into space. I mean, that's a lot of area to cover. I think eventually, eventually, we're gonna find that there's life somewhere else. It's just we're not gonna find it so soon because we're still investigating parts of our own planet. We're still like looking at um, bacteria on us and looking underwater exploration and we're yeah you never know like life on these planets could still be at the medieval times so to speak right they could be like way behind us but or they could be way ahead of us you don't know you just don't know I mean but since there's like scientific revolution and all that kind of stuff that was only a few hundred years ago I mean it hasn't been we haven't had 50 generations yet I mean like 100 years ago we didn't have we we were just inventing like the first airplanes and automobiles. Now we've got freaking mm-hmm. rovers on Mars, and we're looking at like the corners of space. And another hundred years, another two hundred years. Um, radical, yeah, radical. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but right now, at least with like the way we um, put together like rocket ships and travel, like there's just there's no way um, in a single lifetime we'd be able to send anyone to, to any under their planet because they're they're several light years away yeah we're nowhere close to the traveling speed of light but yeah if we found some way to you know like like wormholes or um more efficient ways of of uh travel that gets closer to the speed of light then we'd have a shot at traveling shot in the dark shot in the dark yeah shot into dark matter dark matter yes that leads us to our next article last episode which i'm sure all you guys listened to i know i did yep yep I didn't. You were there. <laughs> we were it talking about how there. they were, they were um, 
We're testing a way to see if we can test to see if dark matter exists. Yeah, we could pre-test for dark matter. Yeah, pre-test the test for dark matter. And oh, this is the article that I spaced out on. Yeah, okay. No yeah. Pun well, intended. hey, then yeah. you were right where you needed to be. Yeah. You spaced out. So, um, basically, they've been this. I think this might have been actually a different test for testing dark it's matter. Concentrating. Maybe. No, I know. <laughs> um, Concentrated energy. Yeah. Uh, this is a different test. They they're uh, looking for dark matter, and we didn't find any. Uh, wah, wah. Uh, uh, uh. So, if you're unfamiliar with dark matter or what the hell that means or could mean, it doesn't exist. So fuck it. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> exist. So fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> we fucked up. No. Um, when they look at out in the universe, and they we can uh, get a pretty good guesstimate of how much mass and energy there is. We add all up, and there's a huge chunk missing. Like there should be all this matter and stuff out there, but we can't find it and see it. So they theorize that um, it's about like ninety-five percent of all the energy and mass is either dark energy or dark matter. Um, most of it's actually dark energy. Another another huge chunk is dark matter, and then about four or five or six percent is actual like um, matter that interacts with electromagnetism that we can detect. So there's four elementary basic forces. There's gravity, electromagnetism, and then there's the strong uh, uh, nuclear force and the weak nuclear force. And the other thing that this dark matter stuff somehow does not interact with electromagnetism, which is why we can't beam lights off it or radio waves or x-rays and have it bounce back because it doesn't it if doesn't they had interact. photoreceptors, do you think that they would sense? <laughs> they had IPRGCs. That, oh, I don't even know if that's the right letters anymore. I'm just taking it the is. word for it. How I, do you know? Because I have good SI imagery. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still to this day. So dark matter, they theorize, um, would interact with um, weak the weak nuclear force. So uh, that means their best bet for dark matter um, um, was interacting with what they call wimps, which are weakly interacting massive particles. Or the kids you beat up on in school. Right. Dolphin. (laughs) Poor pie. (laughs) Poor pie. Dolphin wimp. Um, Wimps, weakly interacting massive particles, can only push or pull other kinds of mass via gravity and the weak force. Um, since they're immune to the electromagnetic force, they can't emit light and are therefore invisible to astronomers' telescopes, so says this NPR article. Mm-hmm. So they um, they built this, um, or they didn't build, they had this um, large underground xenon experiment, and they were um, hoping that um, they would witness some interaction with wimps, with dark matter, and they did not. Wah, wah. Yeah, but that doesn't mean the dark matter doesn't exist. I'm thinking maybe like their guesstimation of how much energy and mass is in the universe might be off. I don't know. Maybe there's some part we're not seeing or something's being blocked. It's too maybe dark. It's too dark. <laughs> we see a brighter light. I know. We yeah, shine that light out into space. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, more aware. Yeah. Cognitive. We need Wait. blue light <laughs> shining out there. If we yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we shock all the scientists involved in this and then put blue light on them while we're shocking their brains, they will figure out a way That's it. to illuminate dark matter. It's for their own good. That's right. We can do it. Yeah. Yep. 
So yeah, I don't want to believe that dark matter doesn't exist. I think it's a really interesting idea. No, yeah, and I, and I think they're they're almost positive, or they they seem very very sure that it exists. Um, I'm sure they've got math to prove it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but I think they could be wrong. I would like to believe so wait, in dark energy. I, should, yeah. I, just, I think there's math involved. Yeah, I think there's math it's math. It's probably like two yeah. plus yeah. They, they did astronomy some, did some shit with some numbers and yeah. theories well, came that's out. That's a pretty tourist thing to say. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and you were saying, Nina, earlier about how it's amazing how like we've gone this far with space stuff, but we're still exploring like the microbial world and underwater yeah. animals that's a good segue to this last article we have for the evening it sure is yeah hurry up you guys gotta so, start this shit earlier well you know <laughs> yeah, some of us have to get up early in the morning before yeah. the sun rises well that's wah, not good you'll wah. be able to think very well yeah. <laughs> what if the sun was blue then we'd be so smart what if yeah. the sun was like a nine volt battery oh my gosh <laughs> Maybe that's how it is on other planets. They don't need a yeah. sun. They just have a nine volt battery just and like a blue light. <laughs> they have, maybe they have like bacteria that emits blue light and lives on them. Yeah, and maybe. Maybe they. <laughs> so, so Reno, the so next Nina. time you look in a mirror, mm-hmm. think about this. All right. Okay. Ready? I'm thinking. All right. <laughs> it sounds like thinking. In mm-hmm. many ways, you're more microbe than human. Nuh-uh. That's true. No. Yep. Get out. There. Okay. Bye. <laughs> there are ten times more cells from microorganisms like bacteria and fungi in and on our bodies than there are human cells. Yes, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I thought so. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> sounds like we need to take a shower. <laughs> no, because some of it's good bacteria. Yeah, yeah. But. It's just uh, something. This fucking good bacteria shit it again. Is. <laughs> it is it's good, not like. But it's important to note that um, that all the even though they're, we're outnumbered ten to one mm-hmm. by other organisms that have like different DNA than ours, that they're that take up all the weight. Our cells are way bigger. Like we're we're still like ninety five percent massively like human. Cells. <laughs> <laughs> the, only like around five percent of our mass is bacteria, but that's still, I mean, like one out of twenty. Yeah, no, okay, I, mean, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'm about 150 pounds, so that's uh, like what, like you're seven? 150 pounds, really? Yeah. Oh, God. About I feel terrible. <laughs> about <laughs> seven, seven and a half pounds of me is is bacteria oh and God. fungus. More or less. That's hilarious. So Reno and I used to say when we worked together that we're like almost the same height and I think we are almost the same weight. This is crazy. Sweet. So there are secrets out, everybody. But, you know, maybe I have more microbacteria and that's why. Maybe. That accounts for it. So I'm healthier than you. I win. <laughs> you need to lose some of that microbacterial weight. <laughs> I'm wearing a Titan arm too. So, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> when I take that off, I'll be fine. Um, but this article was interesting. There is a really... I think entertaining video that goes with it. So if you click on the link on our um, podcast site, you'll be able to watch the video too. And it's the animation reminds me of like schoolhouse rock or something like that, but with a combination of anime style. So anyway, um, there's all kinds of things in here. It says that um, microbacteria or microbes that live on you, the good bacteria sometimes will teach your immune cells your immune system how to fight off things and it'll it'll show them like the difference between good bacteria and invasive bacteria that you don't want in your system 
thought yeah. that was cool. And it seems like it's a lot of the stuff is fairly, um, fairly n- new to scientific research. Like they're still figuring it out. And, um, each person has their own unique microorganism profile. So, um, Mike, you're all the microorganisms and stuff living on you. They're not the same as mine. No. Mine are better. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> Reno's do yoga. Yeah. Mine eat potato Mike's chips. Mike's play guitar. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, it's very similar um, across uh, or within families. So a lot of it's passed down from um, parents to child. Much uh, like the, the thanks, <laughs> mom and dad, <laughs> for your bacteria. Yeah. Much like the worst disease ever. That's right. <laughs> Which like might the Simpsons be guy worst disease <laughs> worst ever. ever. <laughs> might be combated by these microorganisms. I don't know. Like if you mm. had enough of them on you. Mm-hmm. Actually, I wonder. There's probably a certain. There's like a limited amount you could have, perhaps. Don't you like think? You'd like, like max out. Do you, well, I mean, I don't know. Could you at some point? Would you still? Um, would you be able to get more than what you are? I know you yeah. can have less, like certain things. Yeah, <laughs> you could have more, but <laughs> you could have more. But like they said, like uh, they think a lot of it gets passed on through breast milk or mm-hmm. just being born vaginally versus having like a C-section. Mm-hmm. So um, they said like a lot of people, you know, a lot of people have been, um, you know, have a C-section and um, those babies don't get a lot of the microorganisms that they would normally get. Mm-hmm. Uh, or having um, getting no breast milk, um, and then with all like the all the soap and cleanliness we have, and all the sanitation we have, is killing a lot of these other microorganisms that are, uh, end up being good for us. So I guess what I mean is, it, in the article and in the video, there's lots of ways that show how you can lose those microorganisms, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you can get more of them. Like Just pass through a vagina or drink <laughs> breast milk. <laughs> It's really straightforward. I guess it is. Yeah. Straightforward like the birth canal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty cute uh, animation of a baby climbing through this like it's, it's galactic. crawling through. <laughs> yeah. This birth canal that's like huge and the baby has all this room to move around. <laughs> totally unrealistic. So, but no, I'm serious. Like people will say, you know, oh, eat yogurt because it has good. Yeah, I did so say like probiotics. To, yeah, or okay. or prebiotics. That's stuff that feeds probiotics. Because most of these microorganisms live in your gut. Mm-hmm. And they, I take a probiotic in the morning. Do you? Yeah. yeah, he does. See, there you go. But I actually have stomach issues, and that's why I take it. See, so it's like <coughs> flora and fauna in my stomach, or yeah, some yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, microflora fauna. Yeah. So and yeah. so I've been to the doctor. In in some what? cases Once now they've twice. done this. They've done. Uh, fecal matter transplants. Have you heard about this? I have not heard about this. You've never heard of this? They'll take someone who's got lots of uh, probiotics and microorganisms. Oh, my God. They take their shit and they put it in someone else's digestive tract so that they acquire their microorganisms. Sounds like a bad idea. No, it works. (laughs) You're, like, really excited about (laughs) Shit transplants. Shit to me. That's a punk band name if I shit ever heard transplant. one. <laughs> hey, everybody, we're the shit transplants. We've come to replace your fauna. Um, They'd have to knock you out for that, though. I, yeah, I guess they would. Like, just eat this <laughs> shit. The right. new EP's called Crohn's Disease. Oh, my God. I did not know No, that. yeah, look it up. Fecal matter transplants. I don't want to look it up. 
No. The gross pictures. <laughs> I'm going to YouTube that right now. Oh, my God. YouTube? Yeah, you want to see the video of the transplant? Action. So I, I guess I don't see how that's a good idea. So, okay. How do they select the donors for this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what other... Taste test? I don't have know. to play with the shit first. <laughs> they might have all kinds of other things going on. Like, yeah, they might have good micro... Oh, shit. Pops up before you even <laughs> like S-H-I-O. I typed oh, there in, it is. <laughs> I typed in V F E C and it came fecal transplant. I'm like, all right. right. Just the new rage, dude. All right. the kids are doing it. I guess oh my are, god. Yeah. DIY fecal transplants to cure yourself of digestive yourself? disease. <laughs> this is a supplement to my book on about my experience oh, no. successfully oh. using fecal transplant and a guidebook on how to do it. Oh my god. A guidebook? It can't be that complicated. Come on. Fecal like transplants for idiots. Well, you know what? If <laughs> if it's as wide as the birth canal, then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. I think oh, a, titan- yeah. a titanium arm will help in that. <laughs> Make sure you eat your corn. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. Well, well, there you go. Like, you know, if you're having problems. Um, eat the shit. That's right. What do you got for us, well, Mike? I'm I'm just going to. You can include this video. Oh <laughs> yes, please. For shits and giggles, S- send Ba-dum. it. Send it to. <laughs> yeah, I'll email it to you. <laughs> I can't. There's gotta be an easier way. To, what if you? This guy's got a fucking like a jug of water, a blender. A blender. It looks like one of those like I enema things. A little. Don't have to like, chew it. Like seriously, he's got Stick one of those little, like little enema things. Well, then your mouth is okay too. Like it's got one. Okay. He's yeah. he's got. It looks like a fucking turd in a Tupperware. I'm not. It kidding. probably is. <laughs> <laughs> what? The? Eat your fiber. And this dude's totally serious about it. I, from looks, I hadn't well, watched the whole. Serious matter. I didn't watch the whole video, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So it could be satire, but you know, I know something. <laughs> okay. No, no, this shit's real. It's uh, gotten ten. <laughs> it's gotten ten thousand views. More likes than dislikes. <laughs> First comment. Hi, Michael. Thanks for your videos. I'll be doing FMT soon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if I'm not able to test the donor, do you have a questionnaire or document that could help me judge if the donor is a good one? It's <laughs> a good dookie. So anyway, wow. this will this will go in the description. <laughs> yeah. So wait, I, I want to see, and I don't know, Reno, if you know this much about it, but isn't there a better thing to transplant than like someone else's fecal matter like, we could try eating yogurt first no <laughs> take the probiotic <laughs> pill right. thing that i no, have. i'm saying like isn't isn't there some other thing you could transplant like because these things live like in your mouth and in your forearms and i mean i know it's probably mm-hmm. hard to like you can't scrape someone's skin cells off and then like put them on someone else you know but mm-hmm. there's got to be something else you could do like just spit in someone's mouth. That seems better than. <laughs> These are some of the best. You could try it. Yeah, I mean, you I just like French kiss people, or that's what I mean. Though I right. don't think that wouldn't that wouldn't transplant anything, right? Because it's not. Be like we have some options, Mike. Uh, natural <laughs> remedies. Yeah. These are some I'm of the serious. videos that have popped up. Natural remedies for ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease. Next one is, do you need a fecal transplant? So apparently there's a video telling you These whether or not you need it. These are the questions that drive scientific yeah. investigation. Try some yogurt first. Try yeah. licking your elbows. And try <laughs> licking, it, licking someone else's elbows. Like, you wouldn't have it on you. <laughs> right. You can't and even try all, to lick your elbow. You're like, if all yeah. else fails, put someone else's shit inside of you. That's right. right. That's, yeah. that's the way to do it. Oh my that's the healthy God. way. <laughs> 
This, is, this has been like the most disgusting, <laughs> depraved no, it's episode not, yet. It's not that depraved. Not as depraved this is as the dolphins. circle of life, right? That's rape right. and it shit. In, it comes out and then it goes, it goes back in. into someone else. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've talked about rape and shitting. We've also talked about dark energy, which is... This episode is <laughs> Fecal full of... Fecal matter is dark energy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Doesn't respond to electromagnetic. Uh, <laughs> I stayed up late for this, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you did. And yep. just don't get fatal yeah. familial insomnia. Yeah. Stay up all night. They'll be on your brain. Don't collapse in a coma or I'll put someone else's shit in you. Yeah. <laughs> Zap me with light. a battery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I think that concludes this episode. I, I think it does. Yeah. So, this won't be done. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. So this has been Six Degrees of Rumination with Nina Boyd. Reno Gorman. And their producer, Mike. Thanks, guys. Sweet dreams. And- <laughs> Yeah, right.